0: I know what it means to do a job. I worked in a factory. I respect people in the service industry. What irritates me more is when people aren't respectful. There's a lot of nonsense behavior, especially in a place like Hollywood. The money, the power, they create little monsters. Hello, and welcome to episode 390 of Under the Call of MS. This is a Thursday Comics and MS segment episode. And we're going to start out with a little stack of comics that we checked out. Starting out with Dynamite Never Dies, number two. We are seeing some worshipers, some followers, I guess, of Captain Future that are trying to find out what's going on with the moon, and it looks like they're flying on the dark side of the moon with their spaceships, and while they do, they get it. Attacked by a couple zombie pterodactyls. Dino zombies. Um, and then they also see that there's a bunch of moon zombies. We got a John Carter character. That we're seeing jumping around. They all look like John Carter. Actually all the zombie characters. and with The gravitational pull and stuff. They can jump pr- farther and further. Higher and further than. You get anywhere else, uh, you get to see these zombie characters doing that. And while they're being attacked, we also got... ...Jane looking for her husband, Tarzan. Uh, while she's teamed up with... ...Sonia and Smiley, who's wielding the Smiley Blade... ...and Vampirella and Panther. And we get to see where their hunt for Tarzan goes. We get to see what's happening with Tarzan and what he's dealing with, and where he ended up. And it's a. We get to meet another interesting character. Towards the end of this issue, and it's just. Interesting seeing this crew gang up together. I didn't think I'd be into the whole Tarzan thing. I wasn't big on the John Carter from Mars thing. I wasn't big on a lot of these characters, but they've all been slowly pulling me in and making me like them a lot more. Uh, While they all work together in their own little ways... But yeah, it's. Even the jungle characters are a lot of fun in this. That Jane's controlling while she's trying to find Tarzan. And she's got her little. She's riding her elephant. And the elephant's got little traits and ties that link him link that character in with Tarzan stuff and it's just it's interesting where this storyline is going I'm kind of curious how many issues it's going to be overall I'm guessing it's going to be five which I think the first Dynamite dies run was And then hopefully that'll be the end of all this. But I have a feeling we'll go into a third storyline and more stuff in the future after that. But I'm liking it. I like this team up of Sonya, Panta, Vampirella, and Jane. (laughs) They're a fun group of characters. Then we also have the other team ups and stuff that's going on also in the background with the boys. But it's more fun watching the girls, in my opinion. we got Evil Ernie issue 5. I'm worried about this one. The way this one ends. This could be the end of this run. I don't know why they do such a short run for volume 3. But we'll have to see. I was just starting to finally like this character. I didn't like the evil ernie character in the first couple of issues it was wasn't sure about how they were playing it but now the way they between i mean you're getting a whole new look at the lady death character the evil ernie character evil ernie's in love with a uh, mortal well the character that Evil Ernie possessed is in love with a mortal, and they can. That character conflict conflicts with the Evil Ernie character back and forth between the whole Lady Death and his, the human's character, uh, character's girlfriend, and poor Smiley just has to <laughs> do what he can along the way to help him out. I like his the human's girlfriend in this one because she's, like, right off the bat. She's not afraid of what's going on. She's accepting Ernie and the human character as one. And she's willing to work with the whole situation. Then we get a second little, kind of like a second story. It's still going off the first story, but we get a second story that kind of goes into the future a little ways. And then it ends. And that's what worries me. Is this the end of this evil Ernie run? Or are we going to get more in the future? Are we going to, as I'm starting to like them a lot now, and it's like, I I want more of it. And now they, End it there and don't give us anything beyond this. It's like, well, what's up? Now that I think about it, I don't think I have any more evil Ernie issues lined up in my future by. So yeah, this could be the end of evil Ernie. But evil Ernie can never end. He's undead. He can't die. <laughs> All right. Then we got Little Monsters. They never told us. Little Monsters number two. Jeff Lemire and Dustin Guyon. They're still sticking with the layout where they uh, run a short story for the individual characters and introduce the individual characters to us. Along with a story that of a possible another character in the beginning. And we get more into the vampire storyline and learn a little bit more about what's happening along the way with these characters. And something big happens in this issue. I don't want to give it away. We get introduced to actually a couple char- new characters in this issue. Uh, no, actually a few new characters in this issue, if you, if I think about it deep enough. But we're getting to see more and more about how these kids are dealing with their vampirism, and how they're trying to survive in this poke apocalyptic world or not really sure where the world is at here i'm not sure do we get any years oh we do we do get introduced to a storyline to start with in here from that goes all the way back to 1763 But I don't see anything that gives us the up to date. I'm guessing we're running the timeline probably within about 20 years of where we're at right now. I don't think it went super far in the future, but I can't remember the first issue. I think the first issue might have gave us some sort of timeline, but I can't remember. I basically remember the introduction to the individual characters, the way they did it, and then kind of still going with that style storyline in here. But I'm really interested in where this story is going to take us, and if... I want to know exactly where we're at as far as timeline, just to get a little grasp on what kind of future they're dealing with, how far in the future they went with this. So it's got that post-apocalyptic background, so it's got to be at least 20 years from now. I would think at least 2050, around there, 2049. Something in that era, but I'll just have to see what the next issue has to offer. But that was, I'm enjoying that run. i That's a run I really was debating on, even getting, and I'm glad I did jump into it and check it out. Whereas, another vampire-style run that I'm iffy about to this day, I'm not sure... Exactly if I'm enjoying this one or not yet, it's Loaded Bible, Blood of My Blood by Image Comics. This is number two, by Celia Orlando and Cafaro. (sighs) Decades after the events of the original cult series, Jesus, vampire hunting clone, is a bigger outlaw than ever. And now he has to face a threat like no other. The church has cut a deal with the vampire nations to unite under their resurrected savior, Dracula. And that, I mean, the storyline, it gives you that feel, that Catholicism feel, that whole, uh, I mean if you look back enough far enough into history the church is basically built off blood Catholicism is built off blood uh there were many generals of armies that it's like you're almost the more people you killed the more the greater position you were giving um some of the early popes were generals in armies And and that's just it's disgusting to me (laughs) that uh, entity that represents what it does being built on death and destruction and glorifying itself with gold and jewels and all these riches that you know were taken from other countries, other men, other villages, men and women, children, just ripped from their bodies uh, and piled in these vessels of Creation that just turn into worshiping style uh, vessels that to me are basically worshiping on top of blood and torture to get where they are and dealing with Dracula and this whole storyline. It kind it makes sense and. I get where Sealy's going with this whole concept with these characters. But I'm not sure if I'm really pulled into the storyline. I prefer that it is a six issue run overall. or two issues in. And I think I have three and four already ordered. So, I'll probably finish the six issues out, out. But, it is an interesting take, an interesting look on the whole concept of everything. But, I don't know if, it's one I was debating on, and I should I have held off and went trade, went for the trade version instead on this one. You basically to see each side dealing with their rulers, their leaders, their kings, and king upon king fighting along the way, and everybody trying to rule everything else and destroy everything around it to get what they want. And just it's disgusting in the long run how all they care about is. Taking control. Everybody has to have everything. They have to have the most money. They have to have the most items. They have to have the most control. Instead of focusing more on love, relationships, uh, getting along together, building better worlds, let's just kill each other off, I guess. And Whatever clan survives can wipe out the rest of them. <laughs> screw it that they're taking lives and destroying things just let them do what they want it's basically how we're taught as children and follow that entity that wants to get us where they want us to go they want us to do what they want us to do and it's just so stupid it's just that's why I fell in love fell out of those beliefs and those followings and fell in love with the more buddhist style lifestyle the brahmanism the, the folklore asian folklore i love journey to the west it, uh, it's one of the few books that i read that i actually got deeper into i wanted to read the longer versions picked up some more stuff for it and So actually, now that I think about it, my wife's obsession with Dracula and how she's built up her collection of Dracula, I should do that same thing with Journey to the West. And I have been. When I find anything with the Monkey King and stuff, I do get my hands on it. And one thing I'm really enjoying right now is Monkey Prince, number three from DC Comics. We're getting the Monkey King. Crossing over with a Batman story. And it is a lot of fun. Uh, This one he gets a little more training through his Shifu. Which is the pig character. Pigsy or whatever you want to call him. But it's the Monkey King Shifu. And his... Also, school counselor and after school, they transform into their character forms and do their practicing, learning their different powers and teaching the Monkey King things that he will need to know in the future. And along the way, we're also dealing with Monkey King not being able to let go of a girl that his human form has a crush on. And it just so happens her brother is a character that picks on the Monkey King. And the Monkey King caused some prob- problems with. And then we find out that Robin is dealing with that character also. And the Monkey King's got to get the girl's brother back to make the girl happy. And at the same time, he's got responsibilities with his Shifu, Pigsy. And some char- some demon-type characters that are... Appearing in our world and causing problems. And we got some big issues going on with the penguin in here. Uh, that I think the next issue's going to introduce us into a big confrontation between Batman and the monkey king. And uh, the penguin who happened to come across a relic. That has turned the Penguin into a different style character and gave him some interesting powers that are not very good Uh, overall as far as the amount of damage he has to cause to get what he needs to be sustained. So it'll be interesting where... Where they go with all this character and everything, and what kind of damage he'll overall has have done. But again, this is more of that storyline where Batman just wants to imprison all these characters instead of taking them out when they're killing tons of innocents along the way, and (laughs) that just doesn't make sense to me that Batman would want to. Allow more and more innocents to get killed in the future because of other things that will happen. Who knows? And it's just combat man. Get your head out of your ass. Be the person you're supposed to be. Get rid of the bad guys. But then the final one we're gonna talk about is Scorched Number Four by Image Comics. This is a spawn milestone issue. But yeah, I can see that by hey, where the storyline's going. Uh we're ready to rock. We're gonna All hell's gonna break loose pretty damn soon soon here with all the characters. We got some more pathetic, troublesome quarreling going between Spawn and Gunslinger Spawn and some other entities that are grouped up with Spawn and She Spawn and Gunslinger Spawn and Medieval Spawn and we have all these characters together and they just dealt with uh uh what's his name the uh the the uh, the one that, the disease pawn, I can't think of his name <laughs> right now, but they dealt with that character and now we have, are introduced to a, some new characters called soul crushers that hunt down these characters and take them out. And we're learning more about them, so now they're going to deal with them while they're dealing with their own issues they just can't stop fighting between each other over stupid little things which just irks me when they get into this type of storyline but al just has so many problems trusting anybody and it's like he's even told by one of the entities that one of the group is going to turn on you and it's just you gotta it's one person's gonna turn on everybody else but until then let's just do what we're supposed to do and then we'll deal with it as it happens along the way but these characters can't accept that and instead cause more damage to each other trying to figure things out while there's other characters hunting them down trying to wipe them out so it's like stop it already but this is taking us to a point that I think in the next issue or two, I'm not sure how far Scorched will go. Either I can't rem- remember if we were ever told how many issues it's going to run, but uh, it's between that and what we learned in King Spawn this week. I think we're getting really close to the big to a big clash between all the characters. So hopefully, some of these side runs will come to an end now and we can finish this off in the main spawn and king spawn books. I think would be good enough for us. Maybe scorched also. Focus on those three storylines and end the rest of them is what I personally would do. But we'll have to see. Have to wait and see what they're gonna end up pulling in the end. But yeah, I'm liking where it's going. Um liking that we're coming up to a head finally and gonna hopefully have some big clash happen. But until then, let's see what Kelvin and Hobbs has been up to. Kelvin's sitting in his comfy chair in front of the TV. Hobbs just leaning up against the chair while Kel- Kelvin gets on a rant. People ask why we tolerate a popular culture that celebrates violence and depravity. Because it's entertaining. That's why. If warped values are the price of a vicarous thrill, so be it. Let the business respond to consumer demand. Hobbes says the customer's always right. Kelvin gets back on his rant. Shock and titillate me. I've got money <clears throat> as he yells at the TV. Let's see next set of panels, Kelvin's talking to Hobbs as they're walking around. Popular culture isn't to blame for selling twisted values. Movies, records, and TV shows reflect the reality of our time. Artists depict hatred and violence because that's what we see. Hobbes says, Why don't we see things of beauty and value? Because boring stuff doesn't sell. Such vision and integrity? There's nothing like a good gunfight to uplift the spirit. All right, another thing to. Oh, Kelvin's still talking to Hobbs out in the woods. And he says, Another thing to remember about popular culture is that today's TV reared audience is hip and sophisticated. This stuff doesn't affect us. We can separate fact from fiction, we understand satire and irony. We're detached and jaded viewers who aren't influenced by what we watch. Hobbs says, I think I hear advertisers laughing. Kelvin says, hold on. I need to inflate my basketball shoes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Then they show a panel of Kelvin building a sandcastle village in a sandbox, and then he's got a bunch of rocks. Then he brings over the sandbox, and he gets ready to plummet them down on atop the village, pretending they're meteors crashing to the earth, destroying everything. Oh, that childhood. Playful childhood memories. (laughs) Ah, yeah. But that's where we will end this section today. And we will get back with some health-related stuff right after this. So stay tuned for the health and MS portion coming up next. Okay, what do we want to talk about today health-wise? Now we got MS diet stuff. Oh, should talk the spring cleaning stuff because it is... Springtime, some ways you could spring clean your lifestyle to make it a little bit healthier for you. Experts say doing a thorough thorough spring cleaning of your home has a, sorry about that, hiccups all of a sudden, a number of health benefits. For starters, a clean home can strengthen your immune system and help you avoid illness, get rid of that dust and dander and everything. A decluttered house can also reduce stress and depression as well as help avoid injuries, make you happier and healthier with a cleaner environment around you. <clears throat> the blossoming of plants outdoors is a celebration of renewal of seasonal allergies that is uh beyond keeping allergies at bay a clean house can help you breathe better by preventing respiratory issues and supporting a healthy immune system dust mold mildew pet dander and other things like this can be immune immune system triggers for people that are prone to allergies When your house isn't clean, it can gather pollutants, especially during the winter months. Uh, If you want to clean your house for your immune health, well, you should aim to clean regularly to avoid immune system triggers. Spring cleaning can be an opportunity for a deep clean. Dust the legs of furniture, tops of frames and mirrors, tops of lamps and lights, floor baseboards, railings, window sills, shades, all that, you can throw them in, some you can throw in your laundry and wash and get the dust and all that off them, get a fresh start for the year with everything, uh, vacuum all the rugs, floors, carpets, ceiling cobwebs, And curtains, well, to eliminate dust and keep the air cleaner. Probably good to go with like a feather duster or something like to that effect. And get all the upper stuff first and let it fall to the ground, the stuff that doesn't stick to the the duster. And then you can suck up, vacuum up all the crap that's on the floor after you get all the upper parts of the, the walls and the ceilings and countertops and all that cleaned off first. Wash all your bedding and blankets. Put your pillows into the dryer on high heat for 10 minutes to kill any dust mites. Should actually try that once, see if it fluffs up my pill- pillows at all. Uh, take off your shoes at the door to avoid carrying in dirt and dust from the outdoors throughout your home. <clears throat> Uh, whether you're temporarily stuck indoors, work from home, or having a tough time getting to sleep, your mental health can benefit from keeping your space tidy. Uh, don't just stack your magazines in the piles or hide unworn clothes under your bed. Sort through clothing, toiletries, and paperwork. Get rid of things that no longer serve you to make room for things that bring pleasure and joy. So, if you don't use it within a few months, then get rid of it. You're obviously not going to use it. You may someday, but until then, you can get it again when you need to do it. When you're going to actually do it instead of holding on to things forever and then they get damaged or lost or destroyed or... Who knows what can happen? All kinds of things can happen to stuff. And they just take up space and clutter up your life and make you more depressed and miserable anyways. Just have around you what you need at the moment. Get things as you need them and use them. And then when you're not using them, put them away or get rid of them. To promote good sleep and relaxation, keep only essentials on your bedside table. Embrace cleaning itself as a way to de-stress. Cleaning can provide an opportunity to practice being mindful of the tasks you're doing, promote a positive attitude, and clear the mindset. Uh, cleaning things you touch a lot or several people use often can help you avoid illness and minimize the spread of viruses and bacteria. Thwarting foodborne illness should also be a priority in the home. I know I'm getting ready to do the spring cleaning of the refrigerator, the shelves all need it. Uh, clean the items you use most or items that could come that could come in contact with your mouth, eyes, or nose. That may include your cell phone, your keyboard, your bedding and towels. Uh, Adding that that to protect against the novel coronavirus, sanitize surfaces with alcohol-based cleaners. It's important to tackle several different areas in the kitchen, such as the fridge and freezer, pantry, counters, cupboards. Uh, your cutting board, make sure it's been cleaned. It can be overwhelming to do all at once, so schedule each task separately for a deeper cleaning. Deep clean the sink every day as it can harbor more bacteria, more bacteria than a toilet. Wash all your produce and prevent foodborne illness and promote good, good health. Clean bathrooms and other places that are shared with family members more frequently. I, When I go grocery shopping, I usually try in the first day or two wash all the produce, cut it up, get it into new containers, fresh containers and stuff, and throw away all the excess. Instead of letting it sit in the fridge, just waiting to go bad. Your physical home can set you up. an active life and healthy food choices or make movement and sticking to nutritious meals more difficult. Studies show there's a correlation between keeping a clean home and being active and choosing healthier food options. Spring cleaning can also motivate us to reset or try out a healthier lifestyle. Make cooking more appealing by sharpening knives, tidying your spa- spice rack, and organizing pots, pans, and utensils. I need a good damn knife sharpener. All my knives are dull as shit. We had... Uh, ribeye this week, which I'm not a fan of. But it is a more tender meat. But, uh... My brother... Brought us the whole ribeye instead of cutting it up. And I'm like, well, my knife sucks. <laughs> we tore at it with our knives, but yeah, it was not a nice, smooth cutting of it. <laughs> Store healthy foods at eye level in clear containers and place unhealthy foods out of sight. Donate workout clothes you rarely wear and organize your favorite active wear in a separate drawer for easy access. Open windows every day to circulate fresh air in and stale air out. like so I can't wait. We need about 10 more degrees better and then we can start opening things up again. I need to get some screens for our windows in this house. All our windows have the glass uh, backing instead of the screen. Uh, Spring is a great time to make adjustments to your home or an older parent's home to reduce the risk of falls. Prioritize cleaning clutter from pathways, hallways, and staircases. Secure rugs and repair any other tripping hazards like loose floorboards. Cords are a major tripping hazard even for the most spry of us tack cords to baseboards, or reroute them along the wall to eliminate the risk of tripping on one. Uh, Yeah, it's good to do spring cleaning and get everything freshened up, brightened up, and ready for the year. Uh, Let's see. Multiple sclerosis and diet. Uh, multiple sclerosis is a neurological condition that gradually destroys the protective coverings, which are called myelin sheaths that wrap around your nerve fibers. Scientists do not fully understand the disease and there is no cure. There are no official dietary guidelines for MS. However, research suggests that making certain dietary changes may help slow disease progression and help manage MS symptoms to improve quality of life. Uh, some foods that you can include in an MS-friendly diet that might be beneficial would be fruits and vegetables, grains, nuts and seeds, fish, meats, eggs, dairy products, fats, probiotic-rich foods, beverages like water and herbal teas, Herbs and spices, preferably all fresh herbs and spices. Uh, eating plenty of fruit, vegetables, grains, and fish may help w- with managing MS symptoms. A person with MS may eat red meat and dairy in moderation as current research on the effects is mixed. And they keep going back and forth on it. Uh, things they suggest you avoid is processed meats, such as sausages, bacon, canned meats, and meats that are salted, smoked, or cured. Refined carbs, like white breads, pasta, biscuits, flour, tortillas. Fried foods, like french fries, fried chicken, mozzarella sticks, donuts. Highly processed foods. Trans fats, like margarine shortening. And... Partially hydrogenated vegetable oils, hydrogenated, hydrogenated, yeah, hydrogenated, sugar sweetened beverages, sodas, sports drinks, all that, anything with sugar in it, alcohol, limit your consumption of alcoholic beverages as much as possible. An MS-friendly diet is similar to a diet focused on promoting overall health. I mean, a diet's a diet. Yeah, giving it the name MS-friendly is bullshit. It, this doesn't matter. All diets are pretty much the same. I mean, you just eat the healthy and stay away from the boxed and canned. It's like, eat the natural stuff. I mean, uh it restricts some foods, such as processed meats, refined carbs, trans fats. These foods do not help manage MS symptoms and may worsen inflammation. Several diets specifically aim to help slow progression and prevent flare-ups of MS include the Swank diet and variations of the Walls diet. They're popular within the community of MS individuals, but I recommend, and this is coming from a fat guy, I recommend a diet that your body accepts, one that you try the different foods and see how your body reacts to them instead of just going full-on, one-style diet. It's like the swank diet focuses on, Avoiding processed foods that contain saturated fat or hydrogenated oils. Limit saturated fat to 15 grams a day. Consume no more more than 20 to 50 grams per day of unsaturated fats. Avoid red meat for one year, then limit red meat to three ounces per week. Avoid dark meat poultry and limit fatty fish to 50 grams per day. It's quite a bit. Uh, choose only dairy with 1% fat or less avoid egg yolks consume many fruits and vegetables as you want enjoy whole grain breads rice and pastas snack on nuts and seeds daily consume 1 teaspoon of cod liver oil and a multivitamin vitamin and mineral mineral supplement daily Ugh see the walls diet diet uh the modified paleo walls diet makes the following recommendations beyond the paleo diet eat nine or more cups of fruit and vegetables daily wow that's a lot uh three cups each of green leafy vegetables sulfur rich vegetables and intensely colored fruits and vegetables and Emphasize consumption of seaweed, algae, and nutritional yeast. Consume limited servings of gluten-free grains and legumes. Avoid eggs. And consume lower meat and fish intake than the paleo diet. I don't know. It's basically eat vegetables (laughs) and fruit. Uh, Both the Swank diet and Walls elimination elimination diet were developed to slow progression and prevent flare-ups of MS. Limited research on efficacy of these diets for MS is promising. However, more well-designed research is needed. Keep in mind, any diet that eliminates whole food groups like the Walls elimination diet increases your risk for nutritional insufficiency. I, I don't agree with their programs, but I say, build your own program. I'm still waiting. I mean, give me some results, some people out there. I'm not really seeing the amount of people you should be hearing results from that are in the positive points, the positive areas. I want to see more of that. And you get the few same exact people. And these are the people that are getting paid for the products. These people are making money off the products. So how can I take their word for anything? I want the word of people that are not profiting from the products and hear what they have to say about their overall feeling, how their body responded over a year's time. I I want a good length of time. I don't want that, oh, the first three months I did, I felt great, and then eh, I fell off the bandwagon. No, that's not how it works. Everybody feels great the first few months of any diet mean, pretty much unless you have some type of allergy to it or something. But yeah, they need to really come up with better representation of all their stuff that they promote and push. But some other diet tips to help with MS, make sure you eat enough food, eating too few calories can cause fatigue and make you fall off of things. It's Just end up getting you in a worse position in the long run. Prep your meals in advance. uh, Rearrange your kitchen. Place food, utensils, and other equipment in areas that are close by and easy for you to clean up. That will help you save energy. Uh, Try ready-to-use items. Buying pre-cut fruits and veggies can help you shave minutes off cooking time. And... Also, take extra dollars from your wallet. Uh, Make thicker drinks. If you have difficulty swallowing, preparing thicker beverages like a nutrient-rich smoothie may be easier to manage. Soft foods may help. If chewing too much is making you fatigued, try choosing softer foods like baked fish, bananas, avocados, and cooked veggies. Limit your crumbly foods if you have difficulty swallowing or find yourself choking on food often. Consider limiting foods that crumble, such as toast and crackers. Reach out for help, even if you do not like asking for help. Having members of your support network help with small tasks like preparing meals, cleaning, or simply setting the table can help ease your fatigue. Stay active. It's like, well, if you're not doing those tasks, which would keep you active, then <laughs> you're exercising separately on the outside. And it's, but yeah, stay active to help prevent things like osteoporosis and stuff. Uh, but yeah, some of those things can help your quality of life with MS by helping you maintain a. Moderate weight and manage symptoms like fatigue and swallowing issues. So, take those into consideration. Uh, meal prepping is a great thing. If you can get stuff out of the way, do a few days worth of stuff, or just make big enough meals so you got leftovers and things like that. It's nice. uh. You can make ahead meals. You can do batch cooking by doing large batches of items and then breaking it up and doing the leftovers. You can do individually proportioned meals, preparing fresh meals and proportioning them into grab-and-go portions to be refrigerated and eaten over the next few days. Uh, Ready-to-cook ingredients, prepping ingredients, just so you... Have them all there and you just grab all your bowls and start throwing them together as you're cooking instead of having to do the chopping while you're cooking and burning yourself out. But there are many ways to meal prep depending on your goals, schedule, and meal preferences. Some options include making large batches to be frozen, full meals to be refrigerated, and separated portions to be combined as you see fit and certain things you cook you can break down into separated portions and use them for other items you want to cook in the future the right number of meals depends on your individual routine and needs variety is key to providing your body with the vitamins minerals and other beneficial compounds it needs uh To cut time in the kitchen, stick to a consistent schedule and make use of a shopping list. Picking the right combination of meals and organizing your cooking is also important. I like to plan about three days worth of cooking and then have a couple leftover days and then a couple days where I use some of the cooking to add to a new new recipe or something. Uh, containers are convenient and save space. They can also help your meals taste better and retain more nutrients. So get the right containers, microwavable stuff put in glass containers, you know, on a microwave in pot plastic and get those chemicals uh, or putting hot items into a plastic container and they're absorbing the chemicals from the plastic as they sit. And that's all bad too. Just keep Cold and plastic and hot and glass is the way I try and go about it. Cooking, storing, and reheating foods at the correct temperature can reduce your risk of food poisoning. The It's like temperatures. Simple temperature you want to watch for when you're cooking meats and stuff is 165 is the standard, but they do have thermometers for different style meat marks on there for pork and poultry and red meats and all that Uh, meal prepping doesn't have to be complex basic steps can help you cut back on cooking time freeing you up for the activities that matter most but meal prepping is great for people who want to spend less time in the kitchen it can also promote nutrient-rich healthy meals and discourage less nutritious fast food options Depending on your goals, schedule, and meal preferences, meal prepping may involve making large batches to be frozen, full meals to be refrigerated, or prepared ingredients to be combined as needed. Find a method that works for you and pick one day a week to meal prep, shop and cook, or one day for the shopping, one day for the prepping, one day for the cooking, and then you got three days for your whole seven-day weekend, it's out of your way. Or whatever you can do to make it easier on you is a good thing. But let's see. I don't know. Do we have enough time to talk about some apple cider vinegar recipes? You can mix apple cider vinegar with Apple cider and Dijon mustard in a pan over a simmer. Add olive oil to the mixture and toss it together with some of your favorite vegetables. Uh, This recipe is an apple cider vinegar tonic. Round one, you dilute fifteen millimeters or milliliters of apple cider vinegar in into 500 milliliters of water and drink it every day for 12 weeks. Round two, you dilute 30 milliliters of apple cider vinegar and 500 milliliters of water and drink it every day for 12 weeks. So that's a six month flush out. But it sounds like it's not as bad as some of the 50-50 mixes I've seen. You need some natural energy. Try a apple cider vinegar mixed tea in the morning. Uh, Batania suggests combining two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, two tablespoons of lemon juice, one tablespoon of cinnamon, and a dash of cayenne pepper in a glass of warm water, and sip on sip on this to prevent you from reaching for heavier drinks or snacks in the early morning when you need an energy boost, she says. Uh, while this drink sounds very close to the master cleanse diet, they definitely don't recommend drinking this as a substitute meal or in attempt to detox. It's best to drink alongside a meal or as a morning tonic. You can put apple cider vinegar and honey into a soothing concoction for sore throat issues. Uh, Three ways to try it in a large mug of water, mix one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar with two tablespoons of honey for a throat tonic. For something tastier, try ginger tea with one to two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar honey, and coconut oil. Uh, I don't know why they call that a ginger tea if they're not telling you how much ginger to put in it. Uh, Gargle one to two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar with warm salt water for 20 to 30 seconds, two to three times a day, but don't swallow it. Just gargle it. If you have a sore throat, Uh, Managing some insulin levels. You can drink apple cider vinegar with water and a meal or snack. If you're worried about cholesterol, you can try apple cider vinegar egg salad recipe. Uh, This avocado egg salad remix is a great opportunity to get a serving of heart-healthy nutrition. Instead of mayonnaise, use the binding ingredient, or instead of mayonnaise as the binding ingredient, use avocados for the creaminess and apple cider vinegar for the tartness. The texture of the avocado mixed with apple cider vinegar will help get that creamy consistency that makes egg salad so delicious. Uh, you can combine apple cider vinegar with other anti-cancer foods. You can try it with broccoli. Try, you can look up a broccoli salad with cider dressing recipe. Broccoli contains sulforaphane, which has shown to reduce the size and number of breast cancer cells, as well as kill off prostate cancer in mice. Olive oil keep. You can make an apple cider vinegar vinaigrette in the fridge. Olive oil is also has been associated with cancer prevention. Uh, Nuts snack on sea salt and apple cider vinegar. Almonds, nuts can be associated with a decreased risk for both cancer-related death and colorectal, pancreatic, and endometrial cancers, so try those out and you can rinse a washcloth in cold apple cider vinegar for a few minutes and wring out before applying it to your forehead or add two drops of pain relieving essential oil like rose oil for an extra boost if you have a headache, but yeah you can do all kinds of things with apple cider vinegar if you try it but just definitely dilute it or you're going to pay you're going to regret it, but I'm running out of time, so be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick shit out of monster. Rate, review, tell a friend. Like us, follow us, review us, send us questions, comments. We'll get back to you. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club, under the call, under the call of MS. And we'll be back to you again soon. Be good.